Your Partner in Success Radio is a free business podcast with host Denise Griffiths. It's all about great stories, conversation, and context to help you move your business and life forward with actionable tips and advice from her guest experts. To listen and subscribe, just find us on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you consume your podcasts. Good morning and welcome to your Partner in Success Radio. This is where top performers share their secrets to help you achieve your personal and your professional goals. I am your host, Denise Griffiths, and together with my really remarkable guest, we bring you inspiring and actionable insights to take your life and your business to the next level. Ranked in the top 2% globally, this podcast really is a must listen. So let's dive in, sit back, relax, and listen to my guest, who is amazing. He is returning to the show today to help unravel the mysteries of meditation. And I will be the first to admit that I don't manage meditation at all, really. I either fall over and drool or I start building my Thanksgiving shopping list. It could be July. It just doesn't work for me yet. So I'm always interested in trying to find out how I might be able to calm my squirrel brain down. So Craig Goldberg is the president of In Harmony Interactive, and he once grappled, as I do, with the idea of meditation. However, he discovered a tool and innovation of innovative approaches to streamline the mindfulness process. And I think that's an important term, mindfulness process. So, Craig, welcome back. You have been here before. It's delightful to have you here. Mm -hmm. And as we just talked in the virtual green room, my squirrel brain is in the ascendancy this morning. I'm having Mm -hmm. trouble even articulating my own words. Help? Can you? Uh, Well, first of all, I'm grateful to be here, Denise, and thank you so much for having me and, and to be back. What an honor. And to have a message, I think, to share that is so widely appreciate it for all of the reasons that you've mentioned just before and even what you've demonstrated in the squirrel mind i think we all struggle i know i do i can only say that everybody on this call struggles with the squirrel mind and that is a product of the environment that we've co-created together it's this society it's this culture it's the go 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 it's the get it all done it's multitasking it's layers of complexity that we've put before us that make this life a challenge. Life is hard. And and it's not and that's and that's if everything's going good. <laughs> I know. And we beat ourselves. I don't know about you. In fact, I think I do know this from the last time we spoke, but we tend to overwhelm ourselves. Mm-hmm. And it's and we know we're doing it. And then we get cranky and then we start beating ourselves up. I had a talk with myself before I got on the call with you. I had to have a talk with myself when I had to start over a couple of times. I mean, when I tell you the squirrel brain is sitting on my shoulder today, a lot of times I think I'm in control today. Not so much. I would challenge. I would challenge if you're, if we're ever actually in control, look, it's, it's even the conversations that we have with ourselves. that, that doesn't need to happen. That's just all ego and, and, fear and releasing ourselves to what is, is ultimately how the human condition and how humans in general thrive is by releasing ourselves. I think I just mentioned this to you in the green room. I might've mentioned it to the person I was talking to before I I got in the green room, but I just stopped. I stopped pushing a rock up a hill. 
I'm no longer going to do that in life, in my relationships, in everything. Where there is ease and grace, that's where you're going to find Craig. And where where there is challenges and, and it feels as though I'm pushing against the grain or pushing something to happen, I'm probably going to ease off that. I might give it a shot, the old college try, because that's kind of how I'm built. In general, I'm done pushing a rock up a hill. And instead, I release myself to the current of life and the flow of life. And I find myself exactly where I'm supposed to be, doing exactly what I'm supposed to be doing all the time. And that does make sense. I mean, I, I'm i a recovering A-type I'm also uh-huh. long. <laughs> Type A. I, I'm actually lying about that, but you know, I'm trying to convince myself. Uh-huh. Yeah, I get that. I I'm right there with you. I see you. I know. I know. But I am getting much, much better about, you know, saying, okay, stop, go outside, ground your, you know, bare feet underneath the pecan trees, mud and all. It's been raining. And yeah, just stop. And I think I've shared this with you. When I know that my brain is just about to overload my common sense, I will literally stand up, walk to the the kitchen, open my refrigerator doors. I have a big double door refrigerator and stick my head in there as far as I can go. And I call that instant meditation because, you know, if you land in front of the refrigerator, you have no idea how you got there, what the journey was or what you want. So I will sometimes just do an open refrigerator door meditation and say, okay, I'm good, and then go back to work. You bring up a great point, and that is that a meditative mind can be found just about anywhere. Many times I find myself standing in front of the fridge, staring at all the food and all of the abundance, and my wife is like, why are you there? And I'm like, I don't know. She's like, what are you going to eat? I'm like, I don't don't know. Open refrigerator door syndrome. We all have it. Totally. I'm just looking for something bite-sized that I can stick in my mouth and move on. And of course, it's not there. But nonetheless, yeah, we've all been there. Look, it's it's not just there. It's it's the lost remote to the television, which I've actually found in the refrigerator before. Oh, uh, my how's keys. How's that for hilarious? My keys. And I lost my phone one time. And I, I didn't know I'd lost it because I really don't use it all that much other than to take pictures of my feline office assistants. And I think it was a day or so I heard it ringing, this tiny, chirping little ring. I thought, what the heck? It was in a bag of cherries in the crisper drawer. Uh, <laughs> now, that was probably because maybe maybe when you bought them, it fell in there. Yeah, I hope. Yeah. So what I did is I actually I would go to I'd go to the fridge when I'm watching a movie or something. I'd have the remote in my hand. I would want to I I went to move something and I needed two hands to move it. So I put the remote down in the fridge, moved whatever I needed to move, took out whatever I needed to eat, and then closed the fridge. And gosh be done, we looked for that remote for a good day or two before somebody opened up the fridge and was like is this a remote to the, and I was like, Oh, we were looking for that. That's awesome. (laughs) We all live this life, right? Like even as we share this story, those that are listening, there's, there's a handful of people that are like, yep, that's me. There's probably more than a handful of people that are like, yeah, that's me. And, and that's thanks to the society that we've co-created, which has our mind. Your, your brain processes something like 4 billion bits of information per second in the subconscious. The conscious mind can handle four. And there are different aspects of our brain that are constantly filtering out all of these different signals that are deemed unimportant or not as important as whatever is in the forefront of the brain. 
And that's how we end up in these types of situations where we're thinking about something, we're on it, we're focused, and then we get distracted by something else. And the brain is in real time, constantly moving things into the priority and out of the priority as to what we actually see, think, and focus on. No kidding. Pretty wild. Yeah. And I'm aware of that at some level, but I still try to multitask, even when I know I don't want to. It's just a long-held habit. So I really tend to say, Denise, stop it. Focus on one thing. Give it 15 minutes. Go to the Pomodoro app. Give it 15 or 20 minutes, you know, whatever it takes, but don't do anything else. And I find that does help. Absolutely. Staying focused and keeping the brain focused. I mean, look, that's ultimately what meditation and mindfulness is all about. That term and and meditation and mindfulness, I see are two different things. And then there's mindfulness meditation, which is a third thing. Meditation, mindfulness, mindfulness meditation, three different things. And well, let's, let's break those down because I sure. wasn't aware of the third one. Sure. So meditation is simply quieting your mind and, and dropping into meditation is really about sitting with yourself. It's really about going within. And there's lots of different meditations as we started talking about in jest, I think, but also there's look doing the dishes for me is, is super meditative. I close off the outside world. I'm not really focused on anything except me and what I'm doing in, 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 in the, in the sink. And I'm kind of in a zone. I'm in a flow. I, I get that way when I'm in the kitchen I get that way when I'm in my garage. I get that when I'm working on my truck, right? Like there's lots of different places that you can find flow state and you can find that meditative mind. And that's meditation. It also happens when I sit down with the intention to meditate on my meditation cushion, on the InHarmony Sound Lounge, the InHarmony Practitioner, the InHarmony Meditation Cushion. It's also found when I'm simply sitting here at my desk, listening to the InHarmony Music Meditations app or we're just closing my eyes and taking a few deep breaths. There's lots of different places to find meditation. Then there's being, then there's mindfulness. And for me, mindfulness is an awareness. Mindfulness is being mindful of yourself, your surroundings, the impact that you're having on those surroundings, the wake that you leave behind you when you leave different things and surroundings, the impact that you're having on other people. Mindfulness is simply for me, being mindful, thinking about and being conscious about these different aspects of life that we live. And by the way, the practice of being mindful will help you to be more aware, more present, and more dropped into the current moment. And then you have mindfulness meditation, which is really about bringing that awareness, going within and being present with the process of going within. And there's lots of, there's also lots of different ways that you can do that. So three different things that I, I think are, are worth mentioning and, and outlining for sure. There's lots of different ways that you can meditate and you can reach that meditative mind. The meditative mind is measured by really one thing. And that is the brainwave states that you're experiencing. You know, the conscious human mind calls lots of different experiences, lots of different things. Like people ask me a lot, can your technology help me with sleep? And after having a conversation about how meditation is really dropping into a meditative state and that meditative state is measured through an alpha, theta, delta, gamma brainwave state. These are four different brainwave states that I just mentioned. There's really five or six 
the, the main brainwave states are eyes open. You're in a beta brainwave. And that's measured and clocked on an EEG or an echoencephalograph between 14, 12 to 14 hertz all the way up to about 40 hertz. That's a beta brainwave, eyes open, processing the world around you. Be below that is an alpha brainwave state measured between 12 to 14 hertz down to about 8 hertz. Then a theta brainwave beneath that, seven and a half, eight hertz down to about four hertz. And then a delta brainwave state, which is about four, three and a half, four hertz down to about a half a hertz. And then gamma is above 40 hertz and it goes up to, into the hundreds. And this is how fast the synapses in your brain are firing. The electrical signals in your brain are actually firing and it's totally measurable. We've been doing this since the 1940s, 50s. What? People ask me if this can help with sleep. And I say, well, what is sleep other than a conscious perception of a slower brainwave state. Because when we sleep, we go through a 90 minute sleep cycle. We're moving in and out of these different brainwave states from beta into alpha, theta, delta, delta, theta, alpha, moving in and out of these different brainwave states through the course of a 90 minute sleep cycle. And through well, those different brainwave states, we gain, we perform different bodily functions. We perform different or we have different perceptions of how the brain is thinking and processing creativity for example lives in a in a alpha brainwave state that's where it really begins and then and then we have further creativity in a theta brainwave state but you can only have an alpha brainwave state when your eyes are closed so and i think i yeah. think i understand what you're saying because uh, anybody who knows me knows that I do not sleep like a baby anybody who says oh i slept like a baby well you were up every two year two you know, hours changing a diaper. You do not mm -hmm. sleep like a baby. You sleep like a teenager because you get back in your, so you know. Oh, but, oh, you know, know, you don't sleep. But you know, if you're if you're trying to indicate that you had a really solid night's sleep, say that you slept like a teenager because you can vacuum right over the top of them. They're not gonna wake up. I will tell you this: my daughter, she's three and a half. She slept from the time she was I don't know six to nine months old until she was two or three i think i don't know it's hard for me to keep track uh, again i'm not sleeping nearly as well as i used to but she used to sleep 12 <laughs> hours a night i put her down at seven o'clock she woke up at 7 a.m and she didn't move i mean she obviously she did but like but she was out and uh right about her two-year-old birthday or maybe her three-year-old birthday that changed dramatically it's hard for me to tell because i haven't gotten a good night's sleep in a minute she woke up last night i put her down at nine i fell asleep with her woke up from her bed at 12 10 and uh and then i went to my bed she woke me up at four um or five something like that and, uh, and then came back into my bed around seven seven a.m something like that so you're just not getting that constant sleep to your point and i, I get that completely yeah early. yeah and i never have slept well i'm i'm thinking of my mom she's passed away but she would tell a story that i never did sleep you know i just didn't like sleeping i didn't need to sleep and i still don't I, I, I catnap. I sleep, you know, two hours, maybe an hour and a half, maybe three, three. I'm groggy. If I wake up and I've slept a, a solid three, I've been known to get up in the middle of the night and start making a gumbo. Cause I'm up, I'm awake, I'm alert. Yeah. But you know, people said, Denise, how do you function? You know, like, well, I've always done it, but my mom used to say that when I was about the age of your daughter, that she would hear rustling in her closet and I was tying my father's shoes together. Apparently I didn't like him very much and I wanted him to trip, but she got in the habit of untying his shoes before he got dressed to go to the right. office. I know I was a bad kid. That's I was awesome. 
Yeah, but I just was always up and moving around in a dark house with everybody was sleeping. I do it to this day. I live alone. I still wander around in a dark house. It's my time. That's when it's quiet. It's calm. It's when I'm at my most creative, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Well, look, there's also when you say it's quiet, what you're really saying is that there are no distractions. That's exactly right. The phone's not ringing. Yep. There's nobody ringing the doorbell. You know, I, as I sit here working in my home office, um, there are way more distractions in a home. And I've got a great setup here and I'm super grateful and very happy to be here. This is my happy place. I could go to an office if I wanted to. It's my company. Um, I choose to work from home. That said, working from home means on a normal day, I'm here by myself all day, but sometimes my work, my wife works from home also. Uh, last Friday was one of those days where it was just like nonstop around here. They came to cut palm, palm trees. They they came to work on the pool. They, the mailman came with a package I needed to sign for. The UPS person did the same. Like It was just like one thing after another and call after call got interrupted and interrupted. And you just don't have those same distractions when you're sitting in an office. Um, so to that point, in the middle of the night, there are no distractions. Everybody's sleeping. My wife loves working. She'll, she stays up late and I wake up early. So I'm in bed early and I love to wake up around like this morning I was up at five. Um, and when my daughter woke me up at four or whatever, I went back to bed and then I got up around 5 a.m. And it was beautifully quiet from five to seven. My wife is traveling right now, so she's not home. My housemates are traveling right now. They're not home. Like it just worked out where I had a nice quiet house to your, to your point. I was awake. I was alert. I had things to do. I was excited to do it. And it was nice and quiet. Right. And, you know, people say, honestly, you're up and down. People know. And, you know, to speak, you know, you're talking about the subconscious. I, and I may have shared this with you before, but that's where I get a lot of my information from. I call them God winks. But before I know that I'm going to finally fall asleep for the first time in the evening, might be one o'clock in the morning, it often is, I will literally you know, I'm saying my prayers, but I'm also telling my subconscious, I'm asking my self-conscious to give me a review on something that either bothered me that day, or I just could not find an answer, or it's, you know, just, there's just something that's just nagging at me. And I will ask my subconscious for an answer. And at 318, without question, 318 every morning, I might've just gone to sleep 20 minutes earlier. It's going to wake me up. I'm going to have a thought bubble over the top of my head and I have to write it down. Wow. So your subconscious is your, to your point is always working. Pay always attention working. to it. Absolutely. It's always working. And I love that practice of asking, of asking for answers. You're asking your subconscious to pull upon the 4 billion bits of information that it collects every single second and give you an update you're also talking to your higher self i think in a lot of right. ways you're you're giving yourself access through asking questions to answers that you need throughout the day that the conscious mind might not have been able to have the horsepower to deal with or might not see might have a block i love that practice of asking your subconscious for answers that's amazing well i've done it for as long as i can remember and you were talking about and you know I started this, Craig, saying that I don't know much about meditation. I'm not good at it. Listening to you, I think I'm a lot better at it than I even <laughs> recommend. I would agree with that. Look, I, I think that's, but that's part of the ego and fear and not, and then this isn't for you personally. This is for everybody. The ego does four things. 
The ego creates time, it creates place, it creates individuality, and it keeps you alive. The keeping you alive part is what creates fear. It's also what creates the negative self-talk that we all hear inside our own heads. We all hear that same negative self-talk inside our head. And that negative self-talk is what's telling you, I can't do it. I can't whatever, giving you that doubt. And, and look, it's designed to keep you alive. It's why somebody can walk to the edge of a cliff and literally put their toe to the, to the edge of the cliff and look over the edge without a problem. And somebody else can't go 10 feet close to the edge. That's just training. That's just conditioning. And meditation and mindfulness is about conditioning the, 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 the mind, body, and spirit to go within. It's about conditioning yourself to be calm and collected in your own presence. And it's it's just that. It's conditioning. That makes Everybody sense. can do it. Yeah. It does. If you have the right tools. And when you're talking about, you know, you're washing dishes, I'm in the shower. All of my creative, not all of my creativity, I'm speaking badly here now, but I get very creative. My brain just calms down. Well, again, there's no distractions. There's no distraction. And you I'm on your phone. You, there's yep. nothing else that you need to be doing in that shower. No, there's You not. have conditioned yourself over, you know, over your lifetime that when you're in the shower, you're there to clean. You're there to, you know, take care of yourself. Enjoy the heat. I personally mm -hmm. put uh, a little bit of eucalyptus oil in the corner oh. and I make it kind of like a spa experience, right? right? But it's your time to relax and you don't have anything else that you're supposed to be doing while you're in there. And all of a sudden that frees up the, the mind's horsepower to drop into that alpha brainwave state. It's it's also very routine. Uh, right. how, many, how many thousands, hundreds of thousands of showers have I taken in my lifetime? I know exactly what I'm doing and I do the same thing every time. I get in, I wash, I start personally, I start from the top down. I wash my hair first, then I wash my face, then I wash my body. All of it is a sequence that follows the same sequence every single time. Human beings are pattern recognition beings. We're constantly looking for patterns that we can, like a needle into a record, we can drift into so that we can not burn as much brain power doing that repetitive task. Showering is one of them. Drying off is another one. Brushing your teeth is another one. Getting ready in the morning is another one. All of these things are, we do the same thing day in and day out, and that preserves our horsepower our RAM, our, our memory, our, our processing power of our brain. It's really important to note meditation and having a regular meditative practice is simply conditioning the brain and the body to go within and creating that space for you to do that. And once you have that practice and that conditioning, now all of a sudden you can do it anywhere at any time. So you notice things start to get stressed. You notice you start to feel anxiety. And all of a sudden, you can take a few deep breaths. You can drop into that meditative state that you've practiced getting to through your regular practice every morning, every evening, every afternoon, whatever it might be. You can start to leverage and use that. And it starts to ripple out into the rest of your life in a very it profound does. way. It does. And listen, when I get in the shower, and honestly, if I'm having what I would call a tough day, nothing is working. Today's one of those days, or it was until I got on on the podcast with you, but it seems like everything I wanted to touch today, just went, nope, I don't like you. Nope. <laughs> Not going to play nice. I was like, God darn it. But I will jump in the shower. And, and this is important because I take my showers hot enough to steam broccoli. 
Seriously, I do. Uh-huh. But when I, <laughs> I love that. It's hot. It's a good thing I have cathedral ceilings because, you know, it doesn't peel the paint off the walls when I'm done, but I do have to put a fan in there. But once I'm in there and I've, you know, I'm not even paying attention, you know, am I washing my hair? Am I shaving my legs? I'm like you, it's, it's kind of a spa in there, but that's when I catch what I call God winks and my creativity just goes, Hey, Denise, you busy? I got stuff to share. So I will take bathtub crayons into my shower and I can't write them down quick enough. Once they start coming, they come fast Mm -hmm. and they're brilliant and I don't want to forget them or lose them. So I will literally write all over my shower, you know, it's fiberglass unit. And when I'm done and the steam clears a little bit, I take pictures of it so I can go home, you know, go back into my office and put it into my notes or just go, what the heck was that one? (laughs) You were scribbling, but then I wipe it all down, but I've got it. I haven't lost anything. It works. Yeah, look, I've got uh, I have something in my shower called Aqua Notes, and it's a little notepad with waterproof paper and a water and a pencil that writes on it in in the water. So I'm right there with you because of everything that we're talking about. When you're in that relaxed state and you're in the shower, ideas absolutely do fly freely. They and do. Don't do this in the car while you're driving. Don't. Well, look, the, the, the but that's car. also something. Look, it's a thing. How many times I know. parents. Parents, how many times on a Saturday morning do you hop in the car with your kids and find yourself at school dropping them off because you were on a phone call or aimlessly listening to music or thinking about something and and like a rut in a record, right? Like a needle into a record end up there because you were in that meditative state. You're in that alpha theta brainwave state thinking about something dropped into something. I do, this I, love- with dog. I do a walking meditation that uh, for the longest kind of time, I wasn't aware that I was doing it until I was walking my dog in the rain. I had a big old hoodie on, so I didn't get all that wet, but I was thinking and I was thinking hard. And finally she tugged on me and I realized that I had gone way past my own house twice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I so had to turn around and go back home. Here's what I love about this conversation. What I love about this conversation is that this is the same experience that we create through our technology. And I wanted in, to ask you about that. So keep so going. In Well, In Harmony Interactive is all about dropping and guiding you into that meditative state using sound and vibration. And we do that using our music meditations that you can find in our app, which by the way, you don't need our technology. You just need an iPhone or an Android device and go to the Google Play Store, the iOS, look for In Harmony music meditations and download our app and start listening to this music. The music is specific frequencies delivered in a specific order that is designed to guide the, the brain into an alpha, theta, delta, or gamma brainwave state. So I have to ask you, wanna, you, Craig, is this yeah. something, and I do this a lot. I listen to, I'm a voracious reader. I'm a voracious learner. So when I am ready to try to go to sleep. That term voracious about it i will you know turn on an audio right now i'm listening to a lot of greg braden love him and you know i'll fall asleep i'll drift off and then i'll wake up because something he said had me going denise denise okay okay i'm awake and i'm back to listening and then i go but yeah it's just amazing but my question is can i use your app and turn it on without it you know having to say you know bypass the ads or something like that um so there are no ads on my app oh, good. 
Um, we offer a, um, a free 14 day trial of our app. Um, we don't have a free version of our app. Um, we protect our IP uh, through the app and the subscription process. It's $8 a month or $80 a year. That investment in the app goes to maintaining the app itself, which is expensive, unbelievably more expensive than I ever thought it would be. This is the first yeah. time I've had my own app to maintain. Uh, and it also goes towards new music. We've got a full-time uh, team that is um, constantly making new music. So with your subscription, just about every week, we put a new music meditation into the app and you gain access to that. I, I haven't counted that. lately. I'll look up while we're... Uh, I'll, I'll look it up to see exactly where we're at um, to see on our dashboard, how many total songs we have. Um, it'll load here in a couple moments, but we're constantly adding new music uh, to our app. And, and that's what that investment um, goes towards. Um, the, um, the music meditations app can be used when you're studying, when you're reading, when you're sitting in a chair, when you're sitting out on a hammock, which I like to do on a regular basis or laying in the grass or, Sitting in your car, I don't recommend to do it while you're driving. No, um, but uh, but you could certainly do it um, in your car. A lot of folks have their best sound system is in their car, so it's a great place to listen to our app and uh, and these music meditations and just rock that seat back and and lay down and, and listen to a music meditation. And if you want to upgrade the entire experience, we make specific furniture with tactile transducers and and speakers and headphones and. We create immersive experiences for the mind, body, and spirit using sound and vibration. Well, let's that's talk what vibroacoustic therapy is all about. Yeah, right. of course. Please. We had talked about that a bit on the last podcast. And I was hoping that I could find, you know, you don't have anything here in Louisiana just yet, but I do have a friend in Texas and she's going to go to your nearest showroom or, or mm -hmm. I don't know what to call it, but she's really looking forward to going to find you. <laughs> so I'll let I'm you know. excited how about that. Out. Yeah. Yes, please. That sounds fantastic. So let's uh, talk about how you started this and why you started this. I appreciate that. And, and my pleasure. I started this because of all the things that we've talked about. I didn't know that that was the case. But all of this, the universe, to go back to right, me not pushing rocks up a hill, the universe guided me exactly where I'm supposed to be. And I get signs over and over and over again that I'm doing exactly what I'm supposed to be doing which I'm very excited about. And it's beautiful. The universe continues to give me those nudges and those reminders because being in business and owning your own business can be challenging and can be difficult. And, and it certainly is, it's no walk in the park. Um, and, and the universe guided me here. So I, here I was traveling the country teaching about the efficacy of essential oils, going to yoga retreats and conferences, trade shows, and, I would go to these retreats where they would have sound therapists using acoustic instruments, bells, chimes, didgeridoo, drums, percussion, um, these types of instruments. And I gravitated towards them. I just loved the feeling. I didn't know what was happening. I didn't know why I loved it. I just knew that it was the first thing that I wanted to do. If there were sound therapists that were there, if there were a sound bath or, or they were offering that at that particular event, I went transformational festivals, you name it. And I fell in love and got enamored with the way that I felt after, during and after this experience. I would lay down in front of these crystal bowls. This beautiful angel would play them. And on the other side of a 45 minute, what is really now I know is a meditation, 
I woke up feeling fantastic. My body was being brought into harmonic resonance with the frequencies of those bowls. My mind was being put and guided into an alpha, theta, or delta brainwave state. And I would fall asleep perceptually. I would perceive myself falling asleep at the first strike of the bowl. And I would wake up 45 minutes later feeling fantastic. And I didn't know what it was I loved about it. I just knew that I loved it. So I did it and I did it and I did it. And me being an audiophile, me loving sound and audio technology, I went, I want this experience at home. So I went out and I bought a gong CD, a recording of somebody playing a gong. And I cranked it on my home stereo system. And what I realized very quickly is that I was using the wrong technology. I, I was using speakers to project the sound to my body instead of using what we now use, which is called a tactile transducer, which is a little magnet, which oscillates and converts sound into vibration. And that is what you're laying on when you're sitting in our relaxation furniture, when you are sitting in our meditation cushion or the InHarmony Sound Lounge or the InHarmony Sound Lounge 2, which we just rolled out or the InHarmony Practitioner, all of our technology has within it either built-in speakers or a place to plug in a set of headphones and tactile transducers in what you're sitting and laying on and the harmony between what you're hearing in your ears and what you're feeling in your body is what creates this three-dimensional immersive experience, which very much like going in the shower, creates a routine and guides the mind, body, and spirit into that meditative state. In you know, the I'm, alpha, theta, delta brainwave state. Right. Yeah. And I'm so glad you're talking about this because I have a friend and she's a colleague um, who got a pretty bad cancer diagnosis a number of years ago she's now at the five-year mark where she's you know possibly cancer free but she did go ahead and have the surgery but she did everything that you're talking about you know she did the music she did the meditating chimes the bowls she has done it all she went as natural and as I don't know if that's the right word but she went earthbound as best as she could and she's healthy now mm -hmm. fantastic and blessings to her. That's beautiful. Really amazing. Look, uh, we, we get questions a lot about cancer and, uh, and our technology does not treat diagnose, right? I mean, that's just not my role. I'm not a doctor. Talk to your doctor for sure. What I can tell you is that regardless of where you are in this earthwalk, whether you've been diagnosed with something or you're fighting something or you're working through something, whatever, that struggle is going to trigger a sympathetic nervous system response in the body otherwise known as stress and anxiety, otherwise known as fight or flight. Just that struggle, whatever it might be, and a diagnosis that's terminal or otherwise is obviously going to put your body on high alert. It's going to drift you and pull you into that fight or flight mode. And the most profound impact that our technology has on the body and the brain is to help kick off the chemical cascades associated with parasympathetic or calm and relaxed or rest and digest. So when you're feeling stressed and anxious, for whatever reason, regardless of the, stimu the external stimuli, hopping on our technology and dropping in for an 11, 22, 33, 44, 66, whatever minute session is going to trigger the chemical cascades associated with being calm and relaxed and is going to help you to manage the reaction that you have to whatever that trigger was, whether it's a diagnosis or whether it's something happening in your family or whether it's something happening at work or an emotional any type of trauma is always going to trigger that sympathetic nervous system response. And our technology will help you to show up better, will help you react cooler, calmer, more collective in that 
parasympathetic nervous system response. That makes perfect sense to me. But I, and I'll be very frank about this, I don't go to doctors. I don't have a doctor. I haven't been sick 20 or more years, although I, I am fibbing a bit about that a couple of years ago, just before Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving week. I woke up and I went, oh, my God, I think I'm going to have to cut my arm off. I have never been in so much pain. Mm. And I couldn't figure out had I hit it, had I hurt myself. I mean, my Mm. arm ached like I have never felt before. And nothing was happening. So I didn't know what it was. And I didn't have a doctor to go to. I thought, well, I slept wrong. It'll pass off. And it didn't. And I couldn't sleep. I mean, I really couldn't sleep because I couldn't get comfortable. And about two days later, I turned it, I figured I'm going to have to go to a clinic or find a doctor or something. And I turned it over to my subconscious for review. And I said, I kind of would like to know what this is all about. I kid you not, 318, I woke up, there was a thought bubble up, you know, over my head said shingles. And I went, shit. And it was, it was shingles. That answer. There it was. And I said a bad word to my subconscious, but I, you know, I got up, I lifted up my, my sleep shirt and I had blisters everywhere and they got worse. So the day before Thanksgiving, I trotted myself into the nearest walking clinic and she said, well, what do you think we have? I didn't even answer. I just lifted up my shirt. She said, oh, shingles. Yep. Oh my God. So that, I mean, that's, and I still have some residual, I'm pretty sure it's residual, um, damage to my nerves from it because it'll still ache every once in a while. But other than that, I just don't get sick. Mm-hmm. And I'm knocking on wood right now, thank goodness. But people will say, well, you know, that's what you guys are talking about seems a little woo. No, if you're in touch with yourself and you're in charge of your health and your mindfulness, you probably can avoid going to the doctor and taking prescription. Well, I'd like to, I'd like to course correct something that you just said. Okay. Because this is uh this is a little pet peeve of mine. The two most powerful words in the English language are I am, because anything that comes after it, you are. I know. When and people that's walk around and they I say, am. I am sick. You are telling your body that you are sick. And unfortunately you're not sick. In fact, you're healthy. In fact, the symptoms that you are claiming to be sick are actually your immune system defending yourself. We'll talk about shingles in a second. Let's just talk about the common cold. The here in America, particularly when we get, when we start sowing symptoms of the common cold, runny nose, sniffles, cough, low grade fever. What's the first thing that we do? That's the question. I'll, 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 what's the first thing that people do? Not you, because I know you don't experience this. But in general, mm-hmm. when you have a fever, what's the first thing that people reach for? I would guess aspirin or NyQuil. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Aspirin, Tylenol, ibuprofen, NyQuil, right? They immediately, Sudafed, they immediately want to take something to break the fever and to put off the symptoms that they're experiencing. When, and they and they immediately chalk it up to I am sick, right? And and that's not the right answer. In fact, the 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 right answer is exactly the opposite. I am healthy. And what symptoms we are seeing and experiencing is actually your immune system fighting off the infection. It's actually your immune system doing exactly what it was so miraculously and beautifully designed to do. That low grade fever 
That low-grade fever is actually a defense mechanism for your immune system to heat the body, to slow down the replication of a virus in your body so that your white blood cells and your immune system can fight it off. That mucus buildup in your nose is actually your nose turning off and closing the ability to welcome more viruses in through your nose. Oh. <laughs> right? So- now, all of a sudden, you start to think about dis-ease and symptoms in a much different way. Now, all of a sudden, these are things that are showing you what's going on in your body. Now, don't get me wrong. There's a place for modern medicine. Oh, yeah. You start running a fever at 103 and a half, 104, and you need other interventions. And that's really important to go get. Shingles, for example, again, it's it's a virus. It's related to the herpes simplex virus. and And you need to go get care for that. Right? Because right. chicken pox or something like that. Exactly. Yeah. And, and it's and it's a rite of passage that every American goes through. I, again, I'm not it talking hurts. to everybody else in the world, but it's a rite of passage that we all go through. And for some of us, it continues to come back, but it's typically a sign that your immune system is weak. Now, not sleeping at night, even though that might seem good for your conscious mind and your, and your earth walk, um, you're not giving your body or you have to find other ways to bring your body into it, into an alpha, theta, delta and gamma brainwave state so that it can do the things it needs to do to maintain your body's overall health, because that is generally consistent across the board for all of us. You need a certain amount of time in those brainwave states so that the body can do the things it needs to do, like autophagy, killing off dead cells and doing all of the maintenance tasks that the body needs to do to maintain itself. And when we walk around and we say, I am sick, now all of a sudden you're telling your body that you are sick instead of saying, I am healthy and my body is fighting something off like it was so naturally designed to do. It's just a little pet peeve of mine that. Um, that no, I agree up. with you. I, you know, I caught myself, this was years ago, and I'm always in front of a monitor. I'm a web developer, you know, I'm, and I'm a, you know, I'm a techie nerd. So I'm always in front of a monitor or three. And I'm always thinking and my brain gets tired and I would catch myself saying either internally or out loud, oh, I've got a headache. Well, guess what I just did? I gave myself a headache. Yes, you did. So now I don't do that. I don't even go down that road. If I think a headache is on the, or I can actually feel it. I stand up and I go drink water. I drink a lot of water, a lot of water. Drink Most water. Most of the time when, when we're, when That's we're it. feeling a headache. We're dehydrated. Dehydration or to lack of salt. And Let's talk salt. about that because that's come to my attention recently as well. You do need salt and people say, oh, I don't, I can't put that on my food. Well, why not? Put it in your water then do something with it. Well, uh, sugar, the, numbers, sugar. the numbers on it are actually really quite staggering. What, what people should not be eating is, I, um, is, is table salt. Um, what you find in most restaurants, um, that is not healthy salt. That is simply sodium chloride, chemically sodium oh. chloride. That is salt. What we really want to be eating is sea salt, Himalayan pink salt, which gets a lot of flack. I like real salt out of Utah. Um, mm -hmm. Celtic sea salt is also phenomenal. Um, and and there's and there's issue. Look, there is no perfect food on the planet. Just so yeah. we know, human beings have intervened and poisoned the entire planet. And I I don't say this lightly. This actually strikes a chord with me at just how poorly we have treated this country and its and this and this globe and it's big business and it's governments and it's regulations. There's a whole bunch of different issues that we can dive down here, but generally speaking, there is not one clean food source or water source on the planet. Everything needs filtration and everything is going to come with its own 
caveats, if you will. And salt is one of them. The human body needs to consume about a tablespoon of salt per day. Um, most Americans are getting far more than that. And most Americans are getting simple sodium chloride, simple table salt instead of which, by the way, that's what spikes blood pressure. That's what leads to all of these issues. When you consume sea salt, um, the body is made of water is what we always hear. 70, 90% water underneath the, from the neck down, 93% water from the neck up. What people don't tell you is that that is salt water, not fresh water. We are saltwater beings, not freshwater beings. And you need a certain amount of salt to influence the electromagnetism of the cells so that they can interchange vitamins, minerals, and nutrients. And if you don't have salt, you're robbing, you're starving your cells of vitamins, minerals, and nutrients. And even if they're already in your body and in the foods you're consuming, your body will not absorb them based on a specific charge. And we need salt to maintain that charge. We need good salt. Yeah. Himalayan pig salt has something like 86 minerals in it. That's what I use. Um, and it's wonderful. It is. And I use sea salt for cooking. I don't, once my food hits the table, I'm never salted. It was done in the, the cooking or preparing process. You, I love putting salt you, in my food. It's oh, my I don't. I love the taste pepper. of salt. I put it in my give, water. Give I me black pepper. Food. Sometimes I'll just take salt and just lick it. I mean, when I was a kid, I, I remember this distinctly at sleepaway camp. I made salt sandwiches. Now it was oh. table salt back then. Cause we didn't know any different, but I would literally take uh -huh. two pieces of bread, just puddle a bunch of salt in between it. And that would be my, my, my lunch or my breakfast. Now you give me radishes of all things or tomatoes. Ooh. I will make a little pile of salt and dip them. Dip. dip yeah. the salt. I like that. That's cool. <laughs> it's That's cool. Look, the, the reality of salt to, to your point, salt is really important. And it's vital and it, it is, is essential and that we don't make it ourselves, but it's really the vitamins, minerals, and nutrients that you find in there that help the body to perform the way it was brilliantly designed. Right. But then we eat sugar. I don't, I don't like sugar. I've never liked it. I don't like sweet foods. Sugar is you, not essential. You can't avoid it. You cannot avoid it. So you have to be careful. You do. Um, again, the average American is consuming just way too much sugar and it's not just sugar. Okay. Um, Peter Atia had a great uh, had a great podcast that I just watched not too long ago where he was talking about these alternative sweeteners, aspartame and sucrose. And, and I won't touch them. I will oh, not. So touch here's what he says, and and I like and I like what he says. Um, there's actually a ton of research showing um, that um, that they're they're not unhealthy by themselves. It's nasty. It's the well, taste and flavor is one thing, right? And that's right. and that's true. Look, I avoid them as well. But basically what the science says was um, in low doses, they're not harmful to your health. Now, they're also not doing what the marketing agencies behind these brands are telling you that it does. Aspartame does not, having a Diet Coke does not curb your desire for sugar. Um, but that one Diet Coke that you have probably isn't going to kill you. 12 Diet Cokes a day probably isn't healthy, um, right? Like, But that has to do with the food coloring and all of the other things that are in there, in addition to the aspartame that you're going to find there. And I don't drink Diet Coke, by the way. And I don't recommend people drink Diet Coke. No, um, and you're talking about food coloring. I think I read somewhere, correct me if I'm wrong, that the color red is actually poisonous. It's all, they're all poison. Um, yeah. Red dye six, dye. yellow dye four, whatever. If the numbers are right or wrong, it doesn't matter. They are made from toxic substances. And they are to be avoided at all costs. They're leading to unbelievable amounts of issues in our in our kids that are eating candy. To go back to sugar, 
kids are eating sugar all the time. Now, sugar hides in things that we don't normally think about, like all carbohydrates convert into sugar in the body. Uh, that's all your white starches, French fries, which, by the way, have have oils and seed oils that have been heated, and and there's issues there too. Sorry, nutrition is a thing for me, and uh, well, I get excited when we start talking here. about this. And I don't get and I don't get asked about this very often on the podcast because we're always talking important. about it in harmony stuff. Well, and we will we'll get back to that, you know, not not too far from now because we've only got about ten minutes left. But when we have to know what we're eating, what we're consuming, what we're drinking, because, and this is just my, my thinking process. I think a lot of us walk around with a brain that feels heavy. It feels stuffed. And that's inflammation. As far as I can tell is because we're eating and drinking garbage. hundred percent brain fog. Um, Yeah. So many of the symptoms that we deal with to go back to what i said before right a symptom is really just your body telling you that something's not right that you need to address it and when we take tylenol advil nyquil or something to address the symptom we're not addressing the actual problem and that's what modern medicine unfortunately is really built around not including the emergency issues right broken arm broken elbow you know things of that nature cuts scrapes bruises surgeries even to a certain degree but there's some surgeries that are not necessary you go back to diet nutrition exercise sunlight exposure grounding uh, meditation mindfulness relaxation stress and anxiety and you curb and treat those issues and you're going to take care of a lot of the the chronic ailments that we deal with here in the united states on a regular basis including all-cause mortality and and reasons why americans die of the top 10 reasons why Americans die, stress and anxiety is responsible for six out of the 10. You remove the stress and anxiety, those six to 10 reasons for death go away. Oh my God. And I've been seeing this a lot on social media recently. People are just now discovering this apparently, but they'll show pictures of you know people in bikinis on a beach in the 70s. There wasn't a fat one among them. No. But in the last few decades, we've gotten bigger and bigger and that's largely because corporations are cooking for us right instead of us cooking which they're using seed oils which are horrendous for the body they're using using vegetable oils which are horrendous for the body Uh, they're using massive amounts of bad salt sodium chloride they're putting sugar into the foods Um, I forget how many ingredients there are in a McDonald's french fry I want to say there's 30 30 it should be a potato right just a potato it should That's be it. a potato. That's right. <laughs> right. And there's like 30 ingredients, including sugar, um, that are in those fries. So we're not eating food anymore. And that's what's leading to the obesity issue. We're drinking f- colas and sodas and and we're messing with the alkalinity in the body. Um, uh, we're messing with the pH in the body. Um, there's a lot of talk in the health and wellness fields around drinking alkaline water. and 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 that's not the answer. PH stands for potential hydrogen. And that pH has to do with a charge in the body. Um, the body will always maintain, a, I think it's 7.36 alkalinity of the blood. Um, if it varies even a tenth or a hundredth of a degree, you don't. your body doesn't perform, you die. So your blood is always, drinking water is not going to change the alkalinity of the body, um, but it can change the charge. And there are different things that we can do to change the charge in the body grounding is one of those really important things. And Mindfulness, breathing. meditation, relaxation, 
is another one of those things. Well, and that leads me back to, and I know we started out talking about meditation, but if you have been listening to us and you're following what we're saying is you have to treat your, your body, right? You have to feed it properly. You have to not medicate yourself, but drink water, exercise. You're, I don't think, and you can correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think you're going to really able to learn how to meditate or get into meditative states when you need to, when you want to, if your brain is inflamed and if your body is inflamed, I think it's going to make, you can probably get there, but it's going to take a lot of work. Well, part of the same system to your point, right? I mean, inflammation is at the root cause of so many different ailments and issues. And it comes from so many different reasons. It's, it's really death by a thousand cuts here in the United mm -hmm. States. Again, I can't speak for the rest of the world, but, but here in the United States, we are exposed to so much toxicity over the course of the day. In the air we breathe, in the products we put on our skin, in the food we put in our mouth, and any one of these is fine. By itself, on an island, if that were the only toxicity that you were or toxic load that you were exposed to over the course of the day, that's fine. The body has filtration systems that it can deal with. But when you start to bombard the body with the foods you eat, the media you're consuming, the thoughts you have, the all of a sudden the brain and the body can't keep up with the barrage of toxic load that it's presented with. And that's when chronic ailments and issues start to show, show themselves. And, and you're right. Um, an inflamed mind is going to have a hard time reaching a meditative state. That's where sound and vibration are really powerful in helping to guide the mind, body, and spirit into that meditative state. But whatever you can do to clean, I, I talk about it in these three environments, what you put in your mouth, what you put on your skin, and what you allow to be kept in the air around you. Once you tend to and become mindful and conscious, to go back to how we started this conversation, of those three environments, you will begin to feel better and clean and cleanse those environments, decrease the toxic load that you're presenting your body with. Uh, you will absolutely begin to live a healthier life. And calmer. It's For sure. So many people, myself included on occasion, run around like the chicken. You know, like, oh my God, oh my God. I catch myself doing that and I know enough now to say, Denise, take a seat, sit mm -hmm. down <laughs> quick. And going back to the shower when it's bad enough. And I mean, I had a day last week that I just didn't know whether to walk outside and kick a tire or bite the cat's tail. I was in a mood. I really was. Mm -hmm. So I took a shower. It was three o'clock in the afternoon. I took the hottest shower I could Great. stand. It worked. Look, you gave yourself a meditation. Right. It's right. the same. The same can be said about my technology or our app. You have a sound lounge in the house. You have a meditation cushion in the house. You're, you're frazzled. You're, it's like uh, to go back if you're a nerd and you'll get this. It's, it's defragging your computer. To right. Back to, well, I feel like we haven't, we don't do that anymore. I feel like that was like the nineties and the early two thousands where it'd be like, my computer's not well. If you defragged your computer, it was like a windows thing. Right. And, and that's what meditation it turn it back on. <laughs> Remember yeah, that it's the control alt delete. It's the turn it <laughs> off, turn it back on. It's the cycle. Meditation is morning. that reset and doing meditative things can be that reset. Absolutely. Well, let's go back. Cause I really got away from what I wanted to ask you about, which is your business, you know, how you're helping people 
with your your furniture, which I had never heard of until the last time we spoke. But let's talk about the benefits of that and where people can find you before I let you go. I really appreciate that. Thank you. So um, there's we've talked a lot about meditation and mindfulness and the impact that music has on the mind, body, and spirit. When you couple that with our relaxation furniture, you're coupling physical vibration with auditory sound and music, and they're they're harmonized. You're listening to the same frequencies you're feeling. This creates a three-dimensional, fully immersive experience for the brain that makes you seem as though you're inside the music. And this gives the body and the mind that meditative experience, that meditative brainwave state. When you amplify the signal like you do through our furniture, when you're laying on the InHarmony Sound Lounge, the InHarmony Practitioner, or sitting on the InHarmony Meditation Cushion, you're adding and layering on top of that physiological benefits that have an impact on circulation, that relax and reset the nervous system, that increase the detox and open the detox pathways in the body, that increase lymphatic drainage, that move every cell in your body and gets rid of that stagnant energy that is inside the body. And this has a profound set of impacts on uh, a profound impact on how your body operates day in and day out. And when you start to do this on a regular basis, all of a sudden you're able to make lasting change and, and really change how your body, your physical body, your mental body, your emotional body shows up to deal with the trials and tribulations that we're presented with every single day. And that's our business. Our business is making music, music meditations that we deploy through our app and producing and manufacturing hardware and furniture that you can take home and utilize and ship it all over the world. We have a warehouse in Vista, California. We have incredible manufacturing partners. And my job here in the world is to evangelize the power of sound and vibration and its impact on our day-to-day lives. And I thank you, Denise, for this incredible opportunity. Our website is IamInHarmony.com. Going back to the two most powerful words in the English language, I am. What better thing to be than in harmony? I am in harmony. Dot com is our website. And if anybody has any questions, I'm about the easiest human being on the planet to reach. When you go to IamInHarmony.com, you'll literally find my phone number with extension right in the banner at the top of the page. And if you scroll all the way down to the bottom, you'll find an email address, our address, our phone number. I'm also the guy on the other side of all of our social media accounts. So all of the comments on YouTube, Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, you name it, I'm there and, uh, and very present and looking forward to connecting with you. And I'm glad you said that. I think it is so important these days where people are busy, they're irritated largely, and they can't get a hold of somebody that they really want to talk to. When you're the face of the business and you're the one showing up, I think that is critical. Mm, thank you. I, I do too. Say in mind, you know, if you're talking to your partner in Success Radio, I don't have a crew for this. I don't have a team. I have a team for my web development company, but not this. I do all of this work myself. So if you're reaching out to me, you're getting me. I'm the face of it as you are the face of yours. So good for you. Appreciate that. I think you have to be. This day and age, I'm a consumer. I'm I'm actually quite a consumer, my wife would tell you. And, um, And nothing drives me crazier than when I can't get a hold of somebody or they don't get, I'm dealing with two vendors right now of, of services that we use for in harmony and I can't get in touch with somebody for support and, and they're expensive. They're not inexpensive services that we're using and I can't get somebody on the phone. I'm going to have to call my credit card agency and cancel the subscription and oh, tell yeah. them that I've been trying to get somebody on the phone and I want the last three months back. Yeah. That's all you can do. I had, 
things like that drive me crazy. They really do. I had bought a lawnmower from Home Depot. Don't ever do that, y'all. It's green machine or whatever the heck it was. Within three weeks, it wouldn't hold a charge. This was July 3rd. They finally picked it up yesterday, but it took me oh, four weeks. I love weeks. Home Depot. Don't buy that machine. It's a lawnmower. No. Oh, I don't God. use green machine. I'm a I'm a Ryobi guy. I got a forty. I got a. That's what I'm gonna do next. I've the been Ryobi's the way those. to go. It's an investment. Uh, use OfferUp. I got one secondhand. I buy Ooh. all of my Ryobi tools, uh, my forty volt garden tools, uh, secondhand through OfferUp. It's fantastic. Well, I have to go over there. It took me, oh geez, July, August, September, two months more than two months to get them to first of all they the warranty was no good they couldn't replace the battery there was always big excuses i'm not going to go into the whole thing but at the end of it i finally got a hold of somebody the same person that i had been talking to the last four weeks six weeks and said okay this is what's going to happen i'm loading that thing up in my car and i'm going to home depot and i'm going to make the biggest fuss you guys have seen in a while Mm. they showed up the next day Wow. That's awesome. Well, I meant it too. I was not happy, but Yeah. But why does it take us to get to that point to get a reaction? That's the that's the frustration. And it shouldn't. And that's why going back to what we were just talking about, you being the face of your business is so important. It really I show up. I am here. Right. Well, listen, I Craig, I really appreciate your company today and Spending time with you has been a pleasure, and I am honestly, you are on my list of things to buy next year. Mm-hmm. I want one of your pieces of furniture to put in my my home gym, if you will, but it's one of those things that's Honored. it's an investment, and I'm it's on my list. It is Honored. on my list. Grateful to be a part of your world. Thank you. For oh, having me, Denise. thank you. Well, listen, you come back anytime you want, and you know, just keep us posted on what's going on in your field and in your industry. Will do. Lots of love. Lots of gratitude. Thank you. Oh, my pleasure. Listen, everybody, excuse me. Listen, everybody, as we wrap up today's episode, we kindly ask you for your valuable feedback. And if you found the insights that Craig and I shared helpful and enjoyed the show, I would really appreciate your support by leaving a review and a rating on iTunes. Your feedback is crucial to my mission to inspire and empower more individuals on their path to success whatever their path looks like. So don't forget to hit that subscribe button, leave a review, and share your partner in success radio with your friends and colleagues. And be sure to look for Craig. And thank you for tuning in. Get your voice heard. If you would like to launch your own far-reaching podcast, contact Denise Griffiths at yourofficeontheweb.com and go to the podcast tab.